0: Oh, I forgot the title screen. Sorry, guys. Um, we're here with the Meeple Syrup show, after show. We've got Donnie in the house. We've got Nick Little in the hizzy. And, of course, Daryl Andrews, the one, the only. And we're we're waiting for Gavin. Uh, I'm sure he'll be by. Uh, I'll go find him. Daryl, you want to start the show, and I'll go grab him.
1: Yeah, well, um, I'm curious. Uh, I'm sure uh, people have been playing some games lately. We talked a little bit about it uh, early on, but I'm, we didn't ask Nick. I mean, Nick, what, what games beyond action phase games did you get to play over the weekend at, at Grand Con?
2: I, whew, I don't think I played a game that wasn't a prototype. Oh, no, time's up. Time's, time's up. up. <laughs> <Yeah>. time's <laughs> yeah. five days I am going to how up. can
1: you hang out with Dan yeah. nearby and not play Time's Up? Yeah,
2: no, I'm a completely addicted to that game. I got it at Gen Con, and I kid you not, in the two months that I've had it, I've played it Probably 75 times. Like, I'm hooked.
1: Yeah, and they're putting out a kid's version at Essen.
0: Oh, are they really? That's awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's just like, oh, of course. Like, that's like such a no-brainer. Yeah, I love that game.
0: Hey, looky, looky. Who's Gavin?
1: got no Gavin, you're, are you a Time's Up fan? Time's, I've... I've never actually played it. Oh, for shame. He's a failure, yeah. Nick, totally. Nick tell he, he, him he, he, how much of a failure as a human he is.
2: Look, okay. I'm not going to judge. I hadn't played it until, you know, three months ago. But... That's
1: true. That's true. There's still hope for you. There's still no. hope for you, Gavin. I've I actually own it. it. I've just, it's, it's hard for me to find... Uh,
3: Group that would be willing to do charades and stuff, right? It's kind of like
2: you cannot tell them they're charades. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You in charades, they're like I'm out, I'm out,
1: out. Yeah, and then yeah. they play it's up,
2: it. And charades are hilarious. You gotta learn how to deliver
1: the pitch. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta learn about you, pitching a game. You gotta play, but wait, there's more to play. Times up. No. Yeah, Donnie, exactly. I, I sense a confession over there. I
4: haven't played it either.
1: That's um, because you can't play Donnie. it solo, Donnie. <laughs> okay, I have...
4: <laughs> or oh, you, you could, but it'd be really sad. No, uh, we we have we have probably one of the best local board game meetups ever, and I'm saying that completely biased because I haven't been to any others, um, but we have Dallas Games Marathon here in <laughs> Dallas, and um, if you are coming to BGGCon and you can come down early... Uh, Usually DGM is the third weekend of the month, um, but for the month of November, it's bumped a weekend early, and it lasts from Friday night through all the way until BGGCon starts. So it's like five days of DGM. And um, if you can come early, it's free if you have a BGGCon ticket. So you don't even have to pay for the weekend. Um, It's a library of over 1,000 games, and uh, the guy that runs it, Kevin McKenzie, always comes back from Essen. I think he's done the math. He's done it so many years. I think he can fit 350 pounds of games in his luggage if he yeah, cramps his clothes into a backpack. But yeah, he always brings back We We always have all the brand new stuff um, and over a thousand games already. Anyway, point is, at some point Around ten thirty or eleven, as a as a Saturday evening winds down, somebody gets out times up, and mm-hmm. there will ultimately be a table of eleven or twelve people playing times up at DGM, and it's one of those games. Like m- myself and Sean and Travis, the other two guys on uh, low player count, we're all kind of huddled around a table in the corner, pushing yep. cubes, yeah. and things staring at them, and like collecting some resources. You can like, see they're having fun, you're but you know. Having having yeah. They're laughing, and they're all going, ah! <laughs> We're all like, shut up,
3: cubes, you know. Yeah, I hear you. I Actually, just recently, like, I think at the gathering of friends that I saw you at, Daryl, yeah. that was the first time I ever played Werewolf. Yeah. And uh, the only reason I'd never played it before is because, like, you know, I have a lot of my fr- gaming friends are, like, snobby. Yeah, right? you're of snobby, snobby too. You know. They're like it's, like, lame. Totally. It's totally lame. So, but then I played it at uh, Gathering Your Friends, it was like, here is, like, the best place to play it. And it, I I don't even think I've ever had that much fun in my life. Like, yeah. playing a, yeah. play a game? I think that was, like, seriously it's, one of the It's best. next level.
1: To put it into context, so that Nick understands, especially, because I know he'll, he'll get it then. Key players in this are Dan and Frank and Brian. <laughs> uh, yeah. That that significantly influenced that, and it's not just those three, but there's like twelve more of those guys sure. that are very uh, similar
0: I, in personality, and r- there's a running meta through the entire like ten. So like, days oh M- yeah. and and,
2: and and those uh, are the best ones. Like I I, I, you, I hear people's werewolf stories, and I'm like, this is terrible. But I have one I have to tell. Yeah, because we were playing in a fifteen person game, and I'm talking about like very high level magic players are like the third of it. Like one of them is a guy who got second at nationals and he's a very good poker player. And he's always the one that everybody kills right off the bat. Cause they like, we can't trust him. He's going to outgame us. Yeah. So I'm the healer in this one. And I heal him right off the bat. Cause I know that nice. if I hit, I have an, uh, I have an ally for the whole game. Yeah. So we wake up in that first day and he goes, nobody dies. And I'm like, Nailed it. All right, we're going to win yeah. this one, you know, because I'm, I'm the best player, and I can just heal him over, and the two of us will win. <laughs> yeah. Um, he killed himself in the first round, and oh! we were demolished. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're never winning that game at that point. When the werewolves kill themselves, and then I heal them, yeah. That's
1: next level. <laughs> oh, wow. man.
2: That's beyond next level. That's, like, way far up here. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool
0: yeah it, it's it's funny, I think there's a lot of that that um pretension around games where people don't let themselves actually play and have fun. I mean, when you think about it that's all that's game gaming is is about play being playful and playing it's organized, playing. Play. <laughs> it's organized yeah. play and some people take the organization like the organization part it's not that the organization part is bad because I'm sure with a bunch of numbers guys in the room like you know Nick and Gavin people who do logistics and like that kind of stuff or at least don't not enjoy it um, you know worker placements and, and, and you know it. spreadsheet you it's funny. games might be more fun for them
1: both you guys like theme and also you know, you would like something meaty. Like I, I would, from knowing you both, I know you both want very thematic games. But then you also want something that's, you know, clever or unique or smart. Or
3: I, I would say I'm, I'm less obsessed with. I, I I'm not really obsessed with theme. I'm more b- gameplay. But I do recognize that um, strong theme is like what's more. It's more. It's the most marketable on Kickstarter.
1: Oh right? yeah, hundred
3: percent. Like. So it, I recognize that a game that has a very strong theme is is more marketable, but I'm more, like, gameplay-oriented, I would say. Sure. Certain
1: mechanics, you that's enough. It could get you.
3: Yeah, totally. Like, when I, especially, like, I mean, I come from the video game world, right? So, um, you know, it was always about, you know, and that's why I got into indie games because they were the first, um, video games I'd played in a long time that were just re- regurgitating old crap, right? Like, it was yeah. like they had the liberty because it's just two guys just out of college eating crap dinner. They're like, this is a crazy idea, but why don't we try this? And they would program it for two years, and it's totally awesome, and yeah. the, the there's no liberty to do that kind of stuff in a big company, right? So, oh,
1: so along those lines, what do you think of this, then? Because I'm curious. Is this Right now, what's going down, uh, for anyone who doesn't know that's a viewer of ours, I think we've given that shout-out, but if not, Hasbro has this one contest that I think just come up deadline-wise, I think mm-hmm. today or something, uh, where they have a party game contest. Hasbro's mentioned a few times they're trying to change the direction, you know, this giant ship trying to, like, find some new games, and I'm curious from perspective of a couple smaller publishers, do you think that's even po- possible for a mega publisher to adjust or to, to embrace the indie, or is that just another marketing move like, you know, hipsters on McDonald's commercials?
0: Was, it, is that a thing? It is oh, now.
1: Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. Hipsters love it. Yeah, they I love Big Macs.
4: Hipsters yeah. are done.
1: <laughs> There's no hipsters because hipster got popular. Yeah. Okay, so I'm loving it
3: before it was cool. <laughs> is that the new jingle?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but
1: anyways, back to: Do you think like the the big ones can really be that innovative, or are they trapped by their own success?
3: I I don't think that innovation for a lot of them like it comes down to like what is that's the problem with any corporation. I mean, not any. Cor- okay, Google is still innovative, right? But you need somebody who's kind of like a visionary in charge that can look at different, these sort of innovative ideas and and be able to identify, like Steve Jobs, right? He's a good example. Like, you know, he was a visionary himself and could come up with innovative things, but also taking his team's ideas and, and making innovative products, right? But, you know, when a company starts to become more and more run by accounting-type people, they start to figure out, like, You know, should we just release Call of Duty, you know, 47, which is, you know, it's guaranteed to make us, you know, looking at our graphs, it's guaranteed to make us, you know, $30 million, or should we dump a bunch of money into this sort of unproven idea? At the end of the day, like, um, the more guaranteed, the bigger the company is, the more guaranteed they want the income to be, you know?
1: Sure, it's hard to resist.
3: You know? So, I, but who knows? I don't know. Like, it, it, I, I, you'd have to tell me, okay, this guy is in charge of Hasbro and kind of give me the rundown of this person who's kind of driving the ship, right, the captain of the ship, because maybe, maybe they are. The only, the one thing that I didn't, like, that I heard about the con, I didn't read all the rules, but somebody said, you know, they want whoever wins a contest, they have to run their own Kickstarter.
1: Their own, they're in, their own so, Indiegogo, Indiegogo. Indiegogo. Yeah. five, five. Cop so on. I was like... What?
3: Like yeah. why? Like
1: what? And its not so, that—it's not that you win if you have the best IndieGoGo, but you yeah. have to run, and that will factor into their judgment. But all five will be endorsed by Hasbro.
4: What? What is Hasbro bringing to the table for this? That if it's that so it's, it's getting funded by future, people, future, it's future
1: sales run
4: by. I mean, it, they're just saying, "Hey, we're kind of doing this thing. You got to do all the legwork. Oh, and these other people are going to pay for it." But here's no, why
3: would anybody enter this contest?
4: Well, and I, I,
1: it minimizes risk for sure. Yeah, like I, I
3: don't really like, you know, what the artist in me kind of doesn't like the fact that these corporations no. are now trying to say, "Okay, let's identify these creatives uh, that are running kickstarters and let's try to siphon money out of out of them and have them." You know, I'm probably being,
1: like, being man, highly politically incorrect here. I got, that got real here. dark. I got real what? dark. I felt like yeah, i was okay. total like, totally uh, like pessimist. I'm total like yeah.
0: you know,
3: hipster artist guy, right? Angry, angsty artist guy. Where's your but... ferret, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, Junior? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's there is that. Um, I, I know that uh, talking to Dougal a lot, but. What he's interested in doing, Dougal is the uh, one of the inventor relations guys at Hasbro. Who's awesome. He is. He's he's amazing. Um, but what he's lo- really looking for, what he would like to do at some point in time, I'm, I'm just gonna take some words out of his mouth. So, Dougal, if you see this, uh, just kill me later. You can you can yeah. tell me that I paraphrased but you.
1: At least at least we didn't use the footage of you saying
0: it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, but what he has told me in the past is that what he would like to do um, is create like hubs of excellence, like little groups of people that he can trust to bring him good products that are already, you know, that halfway vetted nest that when he sees them he's like, yeah, this is definitely in Hasbro's line, in Hasbro's vision, now can we make it work? Instead of him having to weed through things that aren't quality or maybe quality, but not Hasbro-quality games or Hasbro-type games. I think that's a better word than quality. Quality is kind of loaded, especially with a, a company like Hasbro, where sometimes it isn't necessarily quality the way that you think about it or I think about it that is what they're looking for. And so the contest is really an incubator idea. It's, hey, can you do this? Can you run this? If you do, then... Will help you take that to the even nexter level, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, because when you think about what they want, what their market penetration is like, like Gav, how many how many copies of um, Super Motherload did you publish?
3: The first run.
0: Yeah. The first okay. run was uh, the
3: first cover was uh,
0: 2,000. And the second cover. Uh, 2,500.
3: So we're talking little peanuts.
0: Yeah, I mean, so... I love the second cover, by (laughs) the way. Oh, the second cover's awesome. But you're talking, like, 4,500, 5,000 copies, right? Yeah, totally. In two print runs. In two print runs, Hasbro needs a minimum of... uh, 10,000. Oh, yeah, it's... Oh, it's actually more than that, probably, right? I think
1: they're small. I think they're small. Like, I think if it's hobby...
0: Oh, for hobby, yeah, but I'm talking about a, a mass market game. The mass is a hundred thousand. It'd be a hundred thousand in two print runs, right? So um we're talking in a, at a totally different scale. And Still and they the company that the sorry, the contest that they're running for a party game would be mass market penetration. Yeah. Uh so we were looking at like if you run a good go go campaign, it might sell a thousand, two thousand copies at the most and then they're going to magnify that by 50, yeah. right? Yeah, totally. yeah. So it, it is a worthwhile thing if you want to make this a career. And so um, Gavin and Daryl and I have the great opportunity of talking to a lot of industry people who this is their career. And I'm not saying, Nick, that this isn't your career, um, but at, a, at the next level. So people who work for major, major toy companies. And they're saying, yeah, if you want to do this, you have to do mass market. If you want to walk out of the job that you're doing now and go and actually make this a living, uh, mass market is the way to make it very, very viable, very fast. No, so, well, coming into what that, do you,
1: right? what do you think about this? Though, do you think that as the market's growing anyways, that some of some of the games that are hobby are going to translate? Oh to yeah, mass? for sure. Yeah, like, I think so. Like, I, I I look at something like Ninja Camp. And I just, I play that, and I go, like, why wouldn't that go mass? Like, that to me is, like, a great just, oh, man, it's so affordable, lots of gameplay. I love Hey, That's My Fish, and it just, you know, I'm not saying it's Hey, That's My Fish, but it has similarities. Yep.
0: No, and,
1: uh, yeah, you're right. And, uh, and I go, like, that that clearly is a very affordable, marketable game that there's no, there's actually no reason that every gamer wouldn't just own that game.
0: If yeah and works. if it was in a mass market channel then every gamer could get it and then other people could also get it as well who don't frequent the hobby stores who don't you know scour Kickstarter for the latest and greatest but
1: but it has to go through that tipping point of you know either the market catching action phase or a partner that already has those those channels right. Yeah
2: I mean I think it's more even even if you have somebody in at you know with a connection at Target or Barnes and Noble's or Walmart right. or whatever they yeah, are still exactly. going to want to know that you yep. have sold X units. Yeah, you
1: already have to. You have to. Yeah, have you, to. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And they'll they'll ask you about how many you sold in a mass market environment, right? So it's not ho- they don't care about hobby sales at all. I love that. It's like all. a cash twenty-two. You have to have already right. success. <laughs> if I know. had ID, I wouldn't <laughs> need ID. So how is
3: your party game doing in the hobby market? <laughs> like yeah. it's like it's kind of. Oh, <laughs> uh, my party game of the hobby market. Well, it would be doing a lot better
1: on a bookstore shelf. put yeah. we'll it that way. Yeah, I, it, I am it, here for a reason. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that that's why the Indiegogo thing, I think, is actually, like, if you think about it, it's sort of an interesting way of doing it. It is semi-mass market. It's like kind of in between hobby and mass in terms of, it can get out to lots of people. You can just post your link everywhere and instantly, you know, ten thousand people know versus putting it in one hobby store and the sixty people who go to that hobby store on a weekly basis know. Right. Oh, so I oh, have
1: man. I have a cheater entry in in the contest. I'm really Do you? Living, uh, yeah, because it's not open to Canadians.
0: So oh I, right, yeah, yeah.
1: So I am a blind code designer. Oh, I didn't entry. even
0: know that. I didn't know you were doing that. This is too funny. Yeah.
1: So, wow. so I'm really curious to see if it gets selected without my name attached to it at all. But that would feel better. Like how, how Nick was talking before about that pride that you have when you see someone else like, like a game. I Like for me, I think devel- a developer gig would be amazing. And so like... Yeah, but you like that kind of stuff. I love that kind of stuff. So I'm really actually more psyched that my name can't even be attached to this project. So it can't even be attached? No, I think maybe my name could be like mentioned in the Indiegogo, but it's not like I might never get to be on the box of my own co design. I don't
0: think that I don't I believe that's probably not what their intention is. I believe it's like the main registrant should be American.
1: No, yeah. they have that you can enter teammates and each teammate also must be a US. Oh citizen. really? Yeah, That's interesting. I'm legitimately. You're cheap- a I think It's
3: probably due to like intellectual property law. Yeah. Like if they had to take somebody yeah. in court, they'd want to know that they're suing yeah. them in the United States. Well, That's and I'm sure true.
0: if it, oh, it, it doesn't if matter where you live, it matters
3: where the law happens.
1: Other countries, anyway. so it's just simpler, I'm sure. Yeah. To just say this is it for now. Yes. Yeah. And and the, and the real irony: the person who uh, that I'm uh, with is a real exception clause to America.
0: Oh, they're not really that American. Well, it's it's odd, Hackwelder. Oh, yeah, he's he's an expatriate, so but he still carries American citizenship. So exactly.
1: There so you
0: go. so two non two people living not in. Do America. he live in Taiwan
1: or something. He
4: yes, does. He is. Do you, yes. do you not know enough Americans that you could have an American enter the like somebody that lives.
0: He's he's American. I don't know any I just, Americans I just, America.
1: was, <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I just was like, yeah, no, oh, this is perfect.
0: No, it, it is. <laughs> Too funny, too funny. Oh, speaking of Hasbro, I think i got to call them tomorrow. Oh, wow. wow well, it's no, a, I, I there. it's a rough life. Big Roller. No, it's just I have to figure out what's happening with games that are there, so we need to give them the... We need to poke the bear. Need to poke this,
4: the bear. This, whole, this whole experience has been very surreal for me because I, I'm... I'm I'm watching and I'm listening to what you guys are talking about and everything and I'm just kinda like I'm the guy that got excited by all the little graphs on my Roxley updates from my <laughs> steampunk rally. But that's like, awesome. I, was right? like, I didn't oh. even know you matched it. Thanks. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's right there. Come nice.
3: Awesome. I feel I mean, like a I'd, total Douche a lot of the time because like, yeah, you kind of like, are, yeah I'm, playing, I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing Steampunk Rally with my kids. I'm like, you backed it? Oh, thanks, <laughs> man! Like, there's so many backers on the list. There's like all these people I know supported me, and I, I feel like a jerk for not like sending them a thank you. You know?
0: Oh, Gavin, it's we like, know You <laughs> know better than that. So oh, thank dude. you. There's no expectations. I, I
4: just—I was the guy that loved, and I'm—I'm the—I'm such a Kickstarter whore. It's not even funny. Can I say that on here? <laughs> yeah. Is that allowed? Yeah, okay. Especially after I'm dark. Just, I'm—I I, just—and it's—it's just neat hearing about the processes and hearing what you guys are talking about and hearing you know go, all the logistics and everything. And it's stuff that I've kind of known about a little bit, but to hear you talk about it and it's—it it was really funny, especially to hear hear you, Gavin, talk about the that graphic and, and kind of the reasoning behind everything. I'm like, I'm the sucker! Oh, <laughs> no, 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 that thing!
1: He made it because it works on him, too. Yeah, it's, it's
0: psychology, right? And it's, it totally works. It's just marketing psychology. Um, and it's infographic. Yeah, so it's an infographic and, just, and it's a wonderful use of graphic representation of a concept to get people to to be complacent, right? It's it's the uh, it's just conditioning. <laughs> it's just and
4: and when I when I get into forum arguments with people about good and bad Kickstarter companies, I, I you know I point them at I point them at that, and I'm like, look look at how these guys did this, you know. What I mean, there, there's there's a dozen other companies that I can talk about that that run great campaigns, you know. But that 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 ability to, to look at that and and to get those, you are talking about consistent updates every two weeks. Hey, we're we we're We're there's nothing we're doing. They're printing the game in China right now. We're, I mean I had and
0: here's a percent minutes. on your graph. here's one yeah. percent I,
4: I went to Tim Horton's this morning. That's all my
1: update is today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so was that seriously an update, Gavin? because I don't no. I don't read the updates very much that, that'd be funny though' It'd be very Canadian <laughs> awesome. you? Yeah.
1: I, I'm curious I'm curious uh before we wrap up, uh, we got a few more minutes. uh are there certain uh reviewers? or promoters that that people here have connected with
0: that Gavin Daryl it's, it's worth if it's worth yeah, your while. Sorry, repeat.
1: Sorry, I cut out there. I'm just Gavin. curious. How do you how do you gauge reviewers influence and which reviewers do you think it's worth worth connecting with?
3: I kind of I kind of look at their show format personally. Like I That uh, Board Game Corner, they did a review of Steampunk Rally, and it's, like, so cleanly edited. Uh, They have three hosts, and, you know, they have the female demographic, and they have, you know, the hardcore gamer guy, and they have the guy who likes... So they have a pretty widespread of gamer archetypes. I love their uh, review system. So they'll be one that I try to get to review our games... I don't necessarily look at the, like, amount of views. I kind of look at how I feel, the quality of their review, and especially whether or not I felt that they understood the game before they reviewed it. Because mm-hmm. I've, we've given our games out to, you know, some reviewers who have, have not really um, taken the time. Like, dude, like, hate the game. Awesome. Like, I totally love negative criticism, as yeah. long as it's, like, an educated...
1: Um, yeah, you actually criticize the rules. Like this right game rules.
3: sucks because. Yeah. And great, man. Like let's, but you know, when especially a reviewer, if they don't take the time to sort of try to learn the the rules properly, and you know, if they played wrong, then yeah. that kind of that kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But you no, know, or if you happen. don't,
0: or if you don't apply enough uh, pigment to your your characters. <laughs> I can't believe that was a criticism. That is the funniest oh, criticism yeah. ever. Yeah, he's, he's 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 not dark enough. <laughs>
3: yeah, George Washington Carver was not. He he didn't have dark enough skin. It was big. <laughs> we, we, get him. Him. we definitely darkened him up. I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we we we. This was a big uh, backlash sort of deal. On It wasn't a big backlash. Like it was a it was an issue on Board Game Geek that we could not. Diffuse. George Washington Carver was not black enough. He looked Italian. So we had to I had to actually which was such an embarrassing conversation to have with the artists. Like, guys, uh, I, I can't Washington even listen Carver, to me, seriously. He's gotta be he's gotta be blacker. Like I felt <laughs> racist even like suggesting to somebody to make to change somebody's skin color, right? Yeah. Like uh-huh. I wasn't the artist that did it, so it was kind of like totally embarrassing conversation, right? But you know, sometimes Have you, you just can't adjust the fire.
0: Yeah.
1: Have you ever been asked as the artist, Gavin, to adjust things like that? Uh.
3: Well, how do you mean to be more politically correct? Yeah. Or, um, yeah. I don't know actually. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. But it's not. It's only because I haven't done a lot of games and a lot of. St- actually, no. We have. We have actually. We did a. We did a. Um. A game for the Calgary Police Service.
0: Oh yeah. right. Yes. a and uh, we
3: had like this broad spectrum of people. Like every color, race, age, everything on the co- cover. You know, but this one police officer had a mustache and he had aviators on. Like he looked like the classic police officer. Yeah. Like, like. Oh, you know, super, avi- super, troopers. super Troopers. Super Troopers.
1: Yeah, totally.
3: Yeah, and they were like, "Yeah, you gotta remove his mustache and you gotta take it. his glasses off and stuff." You gotta fix that meow. Yeah, <laughs> right, meow. right meow. now. Right <laughs> now. So. <laughs> that that was an instance where it had to become more politically correct but nothing like nothing like to do with race or mm-hmm. gender or anything like
1: that to stereotypical cop
2: yeah we had a huge issue with heroes wanted cuz we we didn't have all of the art done from the right off the base and us being bunch of white guys making a game we and with our artist being a white guy, we were just like, oh yeah, make a guy that looks like this or a guy that looks like this or someone that looks like this. And granted, we never said, you know, make it a white guy that does this or, you know, make it a dude. Sometimes we said a male that looks like this, but um, like we, I think that initially we only had like one or two minorities present in the 12 cards that we had right off the bat and only like one or two women and people, there were some people that were just and an uproar about it. So yeah. what was fortunate enough is we didn't have all of the art done, so mm-hmm. we were able to go, okay, make this intentionally make this a woman. And we, it was at one point we were just like, just stop drawing men. Just draw women from here on out. Whatever <laughs> I, I said, it doesn't matter. Make it a woman and give her a non-white race. I, mean, I think you
0: need more short Asian people. Right. <laughs> I think we have one. Uh, we well, you have two. There's a lot of us in the world, you know. We've got
3: Toyota and Steve Buck Rally. I know. We're actually so to do a that.
0: couple of Chinese inventors It'd
3: in the be, next Yeah,
0: expansion. that'd be great. I would. I would enjoy that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but we had a, a woman write to us, and she goes, "You know, I really like your game, but like I'm a you know I'm a uh, an African American you know female gamer, <laughs> and I just <laughs> I feel really like." I just feel like my, you know, I never see somebody that I can identify. Somebody that looks like me yeah. is never anywhere. And I'm like, she's like, it would be great if we had like a 1970s, you know, giant afro, powerful black woman, you know, somewhere. And you it mean, is. You mean a black exploitation? Yeah, or that's what she wanted. That's what she wanted. on the there cover. There's one on the cover.
0: There is. It's very interesting, though.
2: It's just like, um, yeah, you mean like the one right there on the cover image? That's yeah. just...
1: Wow, people are just meant oh. to complain.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. That's too funny, though. Um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a touchy subject. It's really interesting, though. Uh, I I definitely think there is you know that hashtag male privilege and whatever that goes on, because mm-hmm. you just you people are egocentric by nature, right? We that's yeah. how we think, and so that's another good reason to have developers, right? Yeah, to give th- that extra eye.
3: I For think uh, yeah. like as somebody who drew, like I used to. Love. I, I used to love like comic books, like Spawn. Like I was an Image Comics guy. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm definitely not in the realm
3: game. of sense, like w- you know, Wikipedia level knowledge of comics. But you know, I loved. I I just love the art of comics, right? So you know, I would draw male figures, but it was mostly because you know, well, superheroes don't look like me. But usually, you try to draw. You draw things that, as a kid, you that are just you, that are just like you, right? So, you know, girls that are into drawing as children, they draw more female characters, and men draw more males. And sort of as you grow up, um, for me anyways, it's just it, that sort of never, I never grew out of that tendency to want to draw people who kind of look like me. So there was, I don't think there's ever any, like, negative, um, you know, you know, sort of prejudice in my mind, but you gotta, you know, I think you have to force yourself as an artist or as a creative director or a publisher to say, "Look, uh, we need to be proactive about this. We we can't, we can't just think about it in terms of what our natural tendencies are. We have to like, right. we have to force it, right?" And people appreciate it. Like, like I had lots of females like saying just messaging saying thank you for the diversity in the in steampunk rally like thanks so much like it's awesome and my daughter plays it and you know she loves that's and we learned game. about these female inventors that did important things and they're empowered women and you know that's to feel good yeah totally totally absolutely and i mean to say, to say the word
0: forced is is not really necessarily as bad as it sounds it just means we have to we have to be thoughtful
3: Yes,
0: yeah. I agree. You have to you have
3: to empathize with the entire audience. Yeah. Force yeah. yourself to empathize with <laughs> right, the audience. Right, there you go.
0: Yeah. And I mean when you think about it and I, I do this in every other area of work I do, so I don't know why I don't do this in game design as much, but it's you know, universal design, right? Think about every possible person using the game or playing with the game. What what do they need to feel? part of it. Uh, and on that note, I think we're going to end the after show because it is, oh my god, it's 106 uh, here in Canada in, well, in the east coast of Canada.
3: It's a big country.
0: Yeah, Gavin is <laughs> 11. Yeah, what, 11? <laughs> yeah So no. he's not as tired as I am, but Daryl and I are pretty tired and all you Midwesterners and West Coasters are probably not as tired. Oh, Gav, hey, I, I will totally, almost, most likely guaranteed be out in Calgary next summer for my cousin's wedding. Sweet. Yes, yeah, so we'll have to get together. Um, the boys want to go dig up some fossils and whatnot. and We can cool. we can play games. <laughs> All That's right. Awesome. Anyways, uh, you guys share the screen. If you want to get in contact with us, reach us here. And, again, we're going to be doing... Um, we're opening pre-sales for tickets to the Winter Camp. That's going to happen New Year's-ish. Uh, in and around the New Year's weekend. Daryl, what's the actual date? January
1: 1, 2, 3.
0: January 1, 2, 3. Thanks, Donnie. And, um, yeah, just hit us off here if you want more info on that, if you can make it up to Canada. We'd love to have you. All right, thanks very much, and we'll see you next week. Woo! Nice to meet you, Nick. Nice to meet you, too. Bye, guys. See you guys. Next nice week, guys. Bye.